You're listening to the True Crime Nation podcast with Todd and Brian. If you're enjoying the show, email us at truecrimenation at outlook.com. Let's start the show. Brian, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Doing great. This ought to be a good one. A very interesting one. Yeah, we've done a little bit of homework on this and uh, read up a little bit on this. We're going to talk about um, Tom Messick tonight. That's right. Uh, this happened in the Appalachian Mountains, more northern, uh, I think in New York is where this happened. Yeah, New York State. So, uh, Brant Lake, south of Brant Lake. Yeah. Um, you can Google it on the maps if you want to. I did. So basically, you know, we're doing this missing episode. This one's interesting to me. This guy was this guy was a paratrooper. Yeah, he was skilled. This guy, this guy uh, was had his shit together. He w- he had been hunting all his life, um, and the weird thing about it was he was out with a group of people, um, you know, that knew him and just came missing out of nowhere. Not only did he become missing, but everything that he had on him, his rifle, his walkie-talkie, uh, were gone. Everything. They everything never was gone. Found they never found a trace. Any of it. It's just, just weird. No blood, no nothing. No blood, no nothing. So um, I can paraphrase and read a little bit of this into, into here. So November 15th, 2015, Thomas Messick Sr., age 82, an ex-paratrooper, walked into the woods of South Brant Lake in New York State to hunt for deer and was never seen again. No sign of him ever turned up, including a rifle and walkie-talkie, despite a large search of the area. FBI was even involved in the investigation. This is a strange, puzzling hunting disappearance. Um, Very. Yeah. <laughs> they took a trip to uh, Lake George Wild Forest. Um, Tom lived in the city of Troy in New York State and was out that Sunday with a group of six friends and family members who were hunting near Lily Pond in an area of the state land that is part of the Lake George Wild Forest. The older members of the group, four of them, were watchers. In a static position set along a log or a similar comfortable spot, and were in the near vertical line whilst the younger hunters used the path along the lake to drive the deer to the watchers as part of the drive. Now, I read up on some of this stuff, and basically where they were at was they pulled up on a parking spot. And mm-hmm. this is also on uh, Missing 411, if uh, the listeners want to check this out. Um, they parked in a parking spot along a road that was close to a lake, and... Right. There were four older gentlemen. I guess they were all in their 80s. Um, they walked about 100 yards deep into the woods from that road where they parked. And the other three or four younger, the, their sons, basically, I think they took ATVs or four-wheelers and rode up along the ridge line, way up high up on you know the mountain to try to drive deer down to these guys to shoot mm-hmm. is basically what was going on here. And Tom was the farthest one out. So if they parked at said spot and you had a guy that said, okay, well, I'm going to walk 100 yards in from the car, the truck here, the next guy would walk down another 100 yards and then walk in the woods, I believe is what they did. So they were maybe yeah. 100 yards apart and 100, right. 100 yards deep. And 100 yards in, yep. I believe. I can spot check that, but that's kind of the story of what happened. So, um so after 55 years of hunting with longtime friends senior, uh, and, and senior men at the Messick's hunting camp, they decided to try this area for the first time. 
Tom was supposed to stay in one spot as members of the group walked through the woods to push deer toward him. But when they arrived at the location where he was supposed to be, he was gone. Without a trace of him or his belongings, no sign of any deer was found that day. He was wearing duck boots, camouflage pants, a coat, gloves, a red and black check hat that he'd worn for many years. He carried a rifle and a walkie-talkie. None of it was found. Who was Tom Essek? Uh, he served in the U.S. Army as a paratrooper with the 82nd Airborne Division. He was 5 feet 10 inches tall and weighed about 160 pounds. He was an experienced hunter and woodsman and taught hunter and survival training for many years. So, so he, he was, he knew what he was doing. I mean, he, he's no slouch in the woods. Right. Um, he had some heart problems, lost an eye in an accident with an explosive device in the early 20s. Right. He had poor vision and limited hearing as well. He was last seen at 10 a.m. when he did not show up to the agreed upon time uh, where they were done hunting. His friends called the forest rangers and they searched for him from 4:30 p- until 4:30 p.m. From 4:30 p.m. Uh, until dark around 7 p.m. And at that point, half the group stayed and fired their rifles and honked the car horns to attract Tom to the area. The rest of the men left the scene and reported him missing to the family and authorities. Okay, so let's pause right there and talk about that. Guy goes hunting. He's 82 years old. He's a paratrooper. He served in the in the army. Um, right. He he taught hunter and survival skills. Right. It's Thank not you. like he just wandered off into the woods and got lost, and they never found him. He knew what he was doing. So, what do you think? I mean, do you think? his three older buddies who he's known all of his life and they're 80 some years old. And then their sons did something to him and killed him and buried him. No. Why? Why would they? Why would yeah, they take by all accounts? Everybody loved this guy. All I mean, this, was, all these people were in on killing this guy. Was he that bad of a person? No. You know, here's no. how we're going to get Tom. We're going to take him on a hunting trip and there's going to be seven of us going to get involved in this. Yeah, there's no way. This guy comes up missing, and there's nothing nothing left of him. And they search, Brian, they search for him for days. Yeah. And they do do not find this guy. They they can't find this guy. A survival guy. What's up with that? Um, Well, I mean, it could have been a number of things. I don't, I, we're going to rule out wild animal attack because there was no blood. I mean, all of his stuff would have still been there scattered around. There would have been shreds of clothing, something to show that he was attacked by a, a bear or a mountain lion or whatever, but there was nothing there. Just in this brief moment that we're talking about this and what we've laid out here on, in this episode is for someone like this guy to come up missing like that, being around that many people, being experienced as he was, Something happened to him. Right. He didn't just decide, I'm 82. I haven't had sight in one eye for a long time. Um, yeah. I'm just going to disappear. Uh, I'm just going to wander off in the woods and never come back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I can't see that happening either. He didn't leave on his own accord. Um, I, I think you're right. No. He was not attacked by a, a wild animal per no, se. They, they leave traces. like a mountain lion or a bear. <laughs> I think he would have shot his rifle. I think he was taken abruptly, quickly, and surprisingly. Right. The thing that gets me is all of his stuff went with him. 
Yeah, I know. That's the that's the amazing thing. They never found not even a candy part wrapper. Yeah, he had he had snacks in his in his yeah. coat. They said, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an animal would have eaten that. Oh um, yeah, right, like I said, all it that out somewhere. Shredded it in the ground somewhere. I mean, animals don't throw stuff away in a trash can. You know, if something, if something would have walked up on him, he would have fired a warning shot. Something. They were within a hundred yards of each other. Um, somebody would have heard or seen something. Seen you something. Would th- you would think. You would think. It, it, I'm not ruling it out. But he would have had to have been taken quickly, abruptly, surprisingly. Um, oh yeah. Knocked out. But, but but why? Well, yeah, to be able to not even yell out or fire a shot. Right. He's just he he taught survival, uh, hunting and survival skills. Why would right. he not give a warning? He was he was totally taken by surprise by whatever mm-hmm. caused his disappearance and had not time to react somehow, some way. Um, which means he could have been knocked out. Somebody could have snuck yeah. up on him and knocked him out. Or thrown something and knocked him in the head. Or thrown something like a rock and knocked him in the head. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that he was knocked out. Why would uh, any people out there in the woods, meandering around, decide to kill an 82-year-old man, what, to take his rifle? Armed. An armed 82-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> they want to take his rifle and walkie-talkie and, and, and pawn it at some pawn shop? Is it worth killing yeah. some guy over there? Or maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of cash in his wallet? Are people really yeah, that deceitful in New York, in upper state New York? Are there really that many people out wandering around the woods to do that? Yeah, and why would you be wandering around the woods? <laughs> uh, wandering around the woods. Uh, not like he was sitting on the edge of the woods. He was in. He was in the woods. Yeah. You probably couldn't even see him from the road. I mean, the only logical explanation. And it was 10 a.m. in the morning. I can think of. So. Is he walked and fell into some hole down in some deep cavern or some cave? I was thinking that maybe sinkhole or something. And no one noticed it. But, yeah. And they should look into that. They should go back to there. If I was his kids. But, you know, with the search party, you'd think someone would have. They would have had to have done a grid, the grid pattern, right? I think they did. Search. I think they did do the grid pattern. I believe. Yeah. So I should read more into this. I haven't gotten too much farther, but um, um, it says more than fifteen agencies were involved, including the DEC, Forest Rangers, Canine Police Unit, uh, police officers, FBI, Quick Response Team, State Police Special Operations Response Team. So they loaded up on this one too, because they knew. Yeah, they knew. Yeah. That Tom should not be missing. At least not without a trace. The weather was poor with heavy rain, but sniffer dogs were deployed before the worst of the rain arrived. Searchers walked through the woods, no matter how thick they were, including swamps and checked nearby roads, but there was absolutely nothing. Areas were tied off with a string to box off a specific area to allow detailed so search of every grid yeah. zone. It was described yep. as a spider's web of a string in the forest. Now, something yep. comes to mind. Call me crazy. What if you decided to climb up some tree to get a better look and spot and got stuck up there, choked, died somehow, and people just didn't happen to look up? Is that possible? An 82-year-old man? Gonna, no. An 82-year-old man is not going to climb a tree, is I he? I mean, it's, 
it said it could be possible, but it's not. These guys weren't walking in. Yeah, no 82 year old guy with a bum hand and a no when one eye is going to try and climb a tree. Yeah, I'm just throwing everything out there. We got to question it. I know. But it says in the thing that they just kind of like walked in, I think, and kind of sat on tree stumps or just found a spot to, you know, wait. Right. Yep. So even if he climbed a tree, he's not going to get high enough to where he's going to get out of view of somebody seeing him laying there dead if he died up in the tree, right? While he was waiting for these deer to come through. Right. So that rules that out, right? Um, you agree? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no 82-year-old man is climbing a tree. It says areas were tied off with a string to box off specific areas to allow a detailed search of every grid zone. It was described as a spider's web of strings in the forest. So they did do that. So they did do the big the big grid pattern. Mm-hmm. So It says given his age, searches were baffled as he could not have gotten far from his original location. And some said it was weird that there were no sign, uh, sounds of wildlife whilst the SAR teams were in operation, almost like something had silenced the woods. His wife said he'd been in the woods since he was a boy. If he got lost, he would have cut a piece of his jacket and tied it to a tree and done other things he learned. His wife said her greatest fear was that he was the victim of foul play. The only thing I can think of is that maybe someone came in their quad, hurt him, got scared, and drove off, drove him out of there. I keep praying. Yeah, but they would have heard the... Those are not quiet. I know. I know. I've driven four-wheelers. They're not quiet. I know. <laughs> not from 100 yards Somebody away. Somebody would have heard not. that. I keep praying they'll find him so we have some closure. I keep worrying that I didn't tell him I loved him the last day I saw him alive. Although they did... Um, talk to one of his one of the guys that was with him and the quote here says he said i heard a strange noise in the woods but i don't know what it was just a different noise from what i usually hear you know you know and then he says the interviewer says like what and he said it'd be hard to explain because but it was different something different than i never heard before in the woods I just can't say what it was, you know. Uh, and then the interviewer says, how long a duration was it? Was it two or three seconds? And the guy says, no, it's just whatever it is, you know. <laughs> he didn't want And I actually watched this, and the guy talking was very, was very upset when he was saying all this. So, and very dumbfounded. Like, like he, he wanted to say, but he he couldn't say, you know. Okay, here's the here's the thing. Whatever the reason that Tom Messick came up missing, there was some kind of intelligence involved. Oh, sure. For sure. Explain to me what happened then. Tom being Tom, if he was lost, he's smart enough to say, Stop. Just stay where you're at. They'll find me. Right. If I keep Fire walking, I could take myself farther away from them. If I just stop here, right? You know, if I, if I'm disoriented and I walk away, um, you know, unless some kind of um, Alzheimer's or something came up on him out of nowhere, which doesn't happen. That's a that's a progressive thing. Um, where the hell did he go? You're right. I mean, he was an experienced, a very experienced hunter. Um, he was a teacher of hunters and, and he would have, 
he would have stayed where he was. Plus, he had a gun, so he would have fired off a round You're and right. said, hey, come find me. He probably had a fire. He probably had a sight on him, too, knowing him. Probably. I mean, if you're going to leave your family or something like that, if you're going to escape, even at 82 years old, heaven forbid, you say, finally, one day, I'm done. At 82 years old. Yeah. You go, you go on a hunting trip by yourself, don't you? Especially after going through everything you went through. You don't go on a hunting trip with seven other people and then go, oh, I'm just going to collect No. This. No, you just go, I'm going out for a little while, maybe I'm going fishing or something. We're not geniuses to say, oh, foul play is involved here. So it goes back to, could have been human. Yeah. How do you, absolutely how, could have. how do you rule out human in this, in this scenario? But how are they getting out of there so fast without being seen? I mean, it's possible. I suppose they could have parked somewhere else and. And made it out a different way. I mean, I what if what if somebody was broke down on the road and was like, "Hey, I need some help," and Tom walked out to the road to, to check him out, and they said, "Hey, let's kill him. Take his gun." Could have been, could have been a couple, uh, could have been a couple escapees. Needed a rifle. Needed a gun to do what they wanted to do. I mean, yeah, but we eventually can't, we can't rule that. this out. We can't rule this out, right? Eventually, they would have found that gun if it was human, because it would have turned back up. Especially if it was escapees, they always get caught if they had that gun on them. No, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking things through here, trying to, you know, I, I don't want to pinpoint that's probable. What it, that it is. You know, it's probable. Nobody else saw those guys on the road if, they, if that was the case. Um, and why would they have just went hollered in for Tom? They wouldn't well, have seen him. Why, why is somebody going to pull in there where they were at remotely? Um, he's a hundred yards in a hundred yards is not far, but it's, it's far enough to where, you know, you're not going to see somebody if they're in the woods. Yeah. I, I really don't, don't see this being. I mean, I see it being more foul play from the family than I do someone just showing up abruptly out of nowhere and going, oh, let's kill this guy, take his rifle and his walkie-talkie and his right. uh, his uh, Snickers bar in his pocket and his $7. So Yeah, I don't it's – it's definitely a baffling one, I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, it's got to be crazy for his family too. Well, yeah. I mean, I couldn't even imagine having no closure, wondering – what the hell happened to him? Right. You know? But in a hole somewhere, a ravine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird to me, this guy being who he was. It, it just goes to show you, I mean, no matter what you think, who you are, when you go out in these woods and, and stuff like that, you're vulnerable. You got to be careful. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Because even if it was a person and they got the drop on him and, you know, knocked him out and drug him out or whatever, um, there Wild were no animals. There were no drag. That's another thing. Anything too. else? We forgot to tell the audience at reading through these. There are no drag marks of him being dragged away. Nope. There was no sign of uh, fight. There was no um, weird unearthed ground to where he was a struggle. Right. It was just like he just wasn't there. He just disappeared. He walked to his tree trunk, sat down, and then was gone. This oh. is for you all to listen. Get all the facts and then decide for yourself. What do you think? Right. I mean, to us, it's pretty strange. 
pretty strange. Well, for people to come up missing in the Appalachian Mountains period is weird, kind of, sort of, but there's more and more of these things showing up. Right. Or the more you look into it, the more the more we're seeing. So we'll keep this uh, we'll keep this episode rolling as far as the missing missing thing goes, and and keep talking about this stuff. And if anyone has anything out there that oh yeah. They know anything or can share anything about this or have heard, any, heard anything about this, please do. Um, and maybe somebody out there knows something, you know? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. We're just like they to... usually say, you know, when it comes to missing persons, maybe somebody out there knows something. Maybe. I just don't see his buddies. You know, they were all in their 80s. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no way they... Everybody, uh, by all accounts, everybody loved that guy. He was a great guy. Yeah. So they interviewed his kid, talked to his kid. I mean, he was one of the pushers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know. Talked to all the guys that were there. I mean, just imagine the panic. Just uh, imagine the panic that you would go through if you. That was your dad. You're looking for him all night long. You can't find him. Where the hell is oh, yeah. he? Where did he go? Why is he so far away from where he should have been? He knew what he was doing. Why did he walk two, three, four miles away from this place? Because that's where we've searched, and we can't find anything. Even if he got disoriented and and just walked off, we would have caught up to him somehow, somewhere. We would have seen footprints, something, some kind of sign. But he was taken right where he sat, or very close to where he sat. Right. So that, I don't know. I guess a person could have drove up. How would they even see them in the woods, though? You know, from the road. That's what I'm saying. That's there's no way. And that's a personal. I think they were in a personal hunting ground, so no one should have been there anyway. So, right. yeah, it was their camp. A mountain lion's not going to come grab him, kill him, drag him. No, out, they would have shredded him right there. They would have seen yeah. it. Uh, bear's not going to do that. No. Something more intelligent had something to do with this man and leaving strong. his area with no sign. <laughs> if you guys have any comments about it. Leave us a, leave us a message on this. Um, yeah, if you want to know, I mean, uh, if you have any ideas, if you if you're an amateur detective, this one baffles me. It really does. It does. I mean, this is a <laughs> a, a true missing persons mystery. Wild. If we solve one of these cases, if we help solve one of these cases, we're we're getting somewhere. Uh, um, but, you that'd know, be awesome. Like I always said, we. Get, at least to give the families some kind of closure, you know. These 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 missing persons come up in the Appalachian Mountain Range, and we've got to get in there and look at these cave systems, man. We've got to. On that note, we will be done with this episode, and we thank yes. everyone for listening. Take care, guys, and uh, we appreciate it. Brian, thanks again. I don't mind. Until next episode. Yep. All right. We'll see you, man. Bye.